Menu Feed, a bi-weekly podcast from Winsight Media's two food service brands, Restaurant Business and Food Service Director. I'm Pat Kobe, Senior Editor covering menu, food, and drink for both brands. Today I'm sitting down with Kerry Sylvester, founder of Gray's Craze, and Brady Lee, president of the concept. The idea behind the 12-location chain is the charcuterie board, which became an Instagram sensation over the last couple of years as more and more elaborate creations were posted. Grace Craze offers several variations for takeout and delivery only, ranging from individual snack boxes to charcuterie boards for a crowd. They feature house-baked breads, local ingredients, and small-batch condiments. The concept began franchising in 2021 as part of the United Franchise Group's family of brands, which is how Brady got involved. Listen as the two describe how Gray's Craze created a new food service niche and how snacking, social media, and franchising are fueling its growth. Welcome, Brady and Kerry. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Well, tell me a little bit about the background and experience that led to the you know, creation of Gray's Craze. It sounds like such an interesting concept to me. Well, um, so I'll start with that. So I, you know, I founded Gray's Craze. Um, I used to live in England as a child until I was 13 years old. So charcuterie is a part of, you know, the European culinary menu there. And I grew up eating charcuterie and I moved to the U.S. when I was 13. And I just carried that, that along with me. And, you know, throughout my years of graduating from high school, going into the military, I started to create charcuterie boards for my workplace, for after work events. And I just started to, you know, look into the fact that, you know, instead of me spending the time making this, how could I create something that everybody in the workforce who is busy could come and grab and and not have to pre-order days in advance. And so that's how this uh, this started. And what year was that, Carrie? When I first, well, when I first started making them, it was, you know, around 2018 and kind of developing the research into the, if, you know, charcuterie in the U.S. And, it, and at that time, it wasn't as popular as it is today, but um, I, we work, I worked in test kitchens to perfect the brand, to perfect our, our boards. And after about two years, that's when in uh, 2020, April 1st of 2020, that's when we opened up the first Grace Craze store location. I guess that was good timing since people were, you know, getting things <clears throat> to have at home at that point. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> and Brady, how did you get involved in Grace Craze and become president? Yeah, I, I work for United Franchise Group, uh, first of all, and U, UFG actually started back in 1986 with uh, Sinorama, which is our first brand. And we've added brands throughout the, the last 35 years. And um, for us, we, we, we had a food division. So we had uh, the Great Greek Mediterranean Grill and we had uh, John Smith Subs, which are two other food brands. And we were looking to add another brand and um, you know, this was probably early 2021 and, um, you know, we were looking for something that was, a, was different from what we had, you know, we had the two brands that we had were, were 
kind of more traditional fast casual um, restaurants where you go up to the cash register, you, you, you go sit down, the food comes out to you. We were looking um, for something that was, was different and unique and um, didn't require as big of a footprint, you know, was, was a lower on the investment side and, and really didn't require um, a lot of employees to run the business. And, you know, Grace Craze kind of ticked all of those boxes for us. And, you know, we, we met Carrie and, and her team in, in Oklahoma and um, just love the concept. So we, we talked to Carrie about becoming a, a UFG brand and, you know, we're kind of off to the races from there. Well, great. And snacking seems to be gaining as a trend in the U.S., especially after the pandemic. So how is your concept especially relevant to the snacking craze? Well, I mean, you know, charcuterie is something it's come and go eating. Mm -hmm. You're not you don't heat up our food so you can come back to it an hour later if you want to and eat off the same the same board. Um, A lot of people in the medical industry love our food because they don't have to stop what they're doing, heat something up and and sit down and eat the full a full meal. And I do, you know, in society today, a lot of people are realizing how much they are actually overeating. And when you go to certain restaurants, you have a, a large plate of food in front of you. And that's one thing I noticed when I moved here from England, actually, how much food you get on your plate. And I, I just think that everyone's gone to that, that, that eating style of eating less than what is put in front of them. And that's what's so great about the charcuterie is you can come back you know, later, you can eat enough to suffice your appetite and then come back later and eat a little more. Mm -hmm. And Brady, do you think the um, takeout and delivery surge during the pandemic um, is helping to grow the business now? Yeah, I think, uh, I think, you know, in the, in the beginning when, you know, when Carrie first started the business, we were really kind of smack dab in the middle of the pandemic. So, um, you know, the, the business itself kind of, lent to a little bit of what we, you know what was really going on in the world so nobody was really going into restaurants and um, wanting to sit down and eat they were either having things delivered or or, um, or you know going to pick stuff up and eat at home so I think that certainly helped but you know since everything is starting to open up and you know more people are going back to work and have been going back to the offices I think we've really seen a bigger boom on the commercial side of things Mm-hmm. Um, for Grace Craze. So we still have that kind of core business of, of people that will order charcuterie wood for a party or, you know, they, they're, they're a, an event or having people over. But, um, you know, we're seeing a lot more on the business to business side of things with uh, obviously, as I mentioned before, everybody getting back into the office and having more work related events. And, you know, for us, it's been a big uptick in business for for all the stores. So. So tell me a little bit about how it works since I've never been in a Gray's Gray's location. Um, you, you have Grayzologists who help consumers or businesses customize the boards. I guess you could also order something online and they help you customize it. So tell me what a Grayzologist does. So we love we love our Grayzologists. They, they actually build the boards that go out to our customers. So they have learned how to quickly make our boards. They know every precise detail of what the board should look like before it goes out the door. I mean, when it comes to charcuterie, and if you look at any charcuterie 
on social media, it is, it's definitely the aesthetics of the board that get, catches your eye at first. And so they are trained in making our boards the way that, you know, you get exactly what you see online with us. And they also help with our customers in the sense of, you know, if they have any dietary needs or we have different styles in our stores. We also, we have a keto that covers, you know, any kind of sugar-free diets or low carb diets. And so they're just there to make sure that they provide the high quality of food it is that we we put out in our stores when it comes to our charcuterie boards. Uh, how many choices do they have? Are there like set boards or can, can they customize a board if they want to? So yes, they, they can customize them to a point. What, what our goal is, and when I went into this, I, like I had said, you know, I wanted to find something where we could quickly give someone, a customer, these boards and not spend, you know, it took me hours to make it myself, go shopping and then not have people have to pre-order. So you can get your order same day for takeout or delivery um, within a few hours. And you can, you can uh, customize to a point. We have four styles. One of the first is our most popular. It's called our classic gone grazy. Mm-hmm. And that comes with all of our housemade dips and jams and sauces. We slice our own meat in house. So everything on the board is made fresh that day. All of our produce is brought in fresh every day. And um, the next on there is our keto, our grazy for keto. And that, that is no carbs. It has all keto friendly items. Our dips are keto friendly. And then we have a, a vegetarian. And then also in the same category as our fruit, veggie cheese. And then we have a, a sweet tooth option, which is our sweet and grazy. And that has a lot of a variety of dip, um, not dips, but cakes, cake bites, fruit. We bake our bread in house. So it has some of our dessert bread on there. So there's a, there's a, there's taste buds for everybody on our menu. Yeah. And I, and I would just add to that, Carrie, you know, as far as the, the boards, we really have the four main boards and with the gone grazy, we don't really get a lot of people wanting to do much customization because there's something for everybody. You know, it's with charcuterie, it's uh, obviously we have the meats and the cheeses, but there's a, there's a lot of dips, there's hummuses, there's some chocolate on there. So, you know, people really like the variety that we have on the board kind of as it is. Now there are some customers that, you know, will, will buy some of the upgraded cheeses or upgraded meats that we have available, but you know, the, the, the boards have a little bit of something for everybody. So, you know, there, there isn't really a lot of need for customization. Yeah. And can customers also eat inside the stores or is it basically takeout and delivery? It's takeout and delivery only, but you know, our customers typically are taking them to events or, or gifting our boards or going to the park anyway. So mm-hmm. there's not much need for them to sit down and, and eat in our stores, but yep. I mean, we have repeat customers come in all the time. So we're constantly seeing our customers on a daily basis, but the exchange of our food is if you come in and pick up, it's, it's less than three minutes. Mm, that's so. great. And uh, tell me about the picnic boxes, Brady, because you mentioned that those sound like they would be more adaptable to B2B catering. And now that people are back in their offices. Yeah. I mean, it really just kind of depends on the event, right? You know, so we, we do a lot of events where people will order, um, you know, maybe 10, 15 of the larger boards, 
mm-hmm. where it's just kind of a big group setting. You know, people are kind of picking and, you know, networking or, 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 or kind of talking, you know, about, about business from that end of it. Um, but we also have orders where people order the, the individual smaller boxes. So, Carrie, I know you, you guys work with, you know, some of the local hospitals where they order, you know, a, a, a large volume of the really smaller boxes for the individual, you know, the individual employees that they have here. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. Oh, yes. We have those weekly, daily. We, we get orders all the time from the hospitals. And yes, like like Brady was saying, they are the sometimes they order the, the, the individual. We call them the grab and graze or the loan grazer boxes. And they will order those for delivery to the hospitals so that they can have lunches where they're, they're all sitting at a, you know, they're having a meeting and they don't want to get up and have to go and, and, and get food from a buffet style type of um, eating scenario. They'll just have these lunches in front of them and they can have their own individual box that if there's some left over, they can take it back with them to their desk. So yes, we get lots of orders for the large boards and for the individualized grabbing grabbing graze series that we have. What is the price range of you know from a small a small box to a large board? It just depends. We have different tiers of pricing, but from from typically if you are grabbing grazes, they are about twelve dollars. We also have a charcuterie cup. And it's a little cup that has some sharp, some uh, of our salamis and fruits and, and uh, cheeses in there and crackers. Those are, I, I believe they're $8. And then from there up, it runs from about $20 to 185 for the large, it, it, on the larger scale of our tier pricing. I mean, mm-hmm. it just depends on what area of the country you're in. Yeah. Certain markets are going to be, you know, a, a little bit higher based off yeah. of the market that they're in. So. And I heard that you're also using some locally sourced ingredients, <laughs> some of the meats and cheeses maybe, or some of the other, you know, ingredients that are on there. So all of our produce that's brought in is from local is, is from areas that are localized in the, in the community, in the market that the the store location is we actually do have a fun part of our chocolate on our on our board which is our chocolate bark it is our own recipe we actually source that from a Chickasaw Nation chocolatier in Davis Oklahoma and they create about three or four of our recipes and they can only be found on the Gray's Craze charcuterie boards. Oh, cool. So we, we, we enjoy that. One of our, one of our favorites is a dark chocolate bark with pistachios and dried cranberries with a sprinkle of Himalayan sea salt, pink Himalayan sea salt on top. Mm-hmm. And that's the fan favorite so far. Ned, I know that, it, you know, charcuterie boards were really trending on Instagram during the pandemic. Do a lot of your customers post pictures of their boards when, when they buy them? Oh, yes. There are lots of Grace Craze creations all over social media, and we enjoy that. We enjoy for people to, to, you know, take the time to take a snapshot and say how beautiful they think their, their box or board is. All of our customers are happy, so we, we don't mind it. Yeah, there, it's a really Instagrammable product. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people, it, 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 people like taking pictures of it and sharing it, and, and we love that, and we encourage it all the customers to do that because, um, you know, it's a, 
for us, the presentation is very important. So, um, you know, if, if people think that the boards look so good that they want to take a picture of it and post it on their Instagram, that's great for us and that's great for everyone. So, you know, being able to kind of organically get a following on Instagram and Facebook and other social media platforms is, is great. For sure. Now, Brady, I know that you're um, the franchise power right now. So there are currently how many stores open and are all of them franchised or any of them company owned? Yeah, so we have 12 stores open now. Uh, there, it's, it's a mix of franchise locations and, and company owned locations um, that Carrie and her team run out of Oklahoma. But, you know, for us, we have a lot of franchise uh, locations that are due to open up this year. I, I think by the end of this summer, uh, which for uh, those listening, we're, we're in April 2022 now. So the next couple of months here, you know, we have about 10 locations that should be opening. And by the end of the year, we should have about 50 locations open throughout the country. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're really excited a, 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 about the growth and, you know, they're, they're opening up all over the country. So, you know, typically what you see with, with food franchises, they, they kind of grow regionally kind of as they gain a following and as they gain some traction. But for us with this brand, we've really just, the, the response has been phenomenal and it's been nationwide. You know, I think people just see the concept, they really like it and they just get it. It's a simple business. It's, it's, it's not complicated, but there's nothing like it in the franchise world. We're really the first one in our category. We're, we're looking to really make the, uh, the, the word charcuterie synonymous with Grace Craze. You know, I, I, I tell a lot of people the word charcuterie is, is hard enough to say as it is for some people. So we want people to just say they want a Grace Craze board instead of a, a charcuterie board. So that's our goal is to really grow the brand and and make it a, uh, you know, kind of a, a household name in the next couple of years here. Yeah, it's definitely easier to say than charcuterie. <laughs> But what are some of the states that you see opening up right now when you say the next 50 stores will be opening all across the country? So are there certain states where they'll be focused on? Yeah, I mean, you know, we have uh, we already have a couple of locations open up in Utah. We have a couple more that should be open up in the next few months here. We have a, a, a store that's opened up in Dallas recently and a couple more stated open up in Dallas. We have a couple more in Houston as well. But we have locations opening up in Atlanta in Charlotte, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Our next one that's going to open up is actually going to open up in Massachusetts, um, in Amherst. So we're, uh, we're excited about getting that location up. But um, we have a large group that's, that's going to be developing um, Las Vegas as well. So that's, uh, that'll be great from a, from a branding standpoint with a lot of, um, you know, all the, obviously all the tourists that, that go through there. But, um, you know, they're opening up all over the place. So it's like I said before, it, it's not just a regional thing for us. We're, we're, we're truly going to be a national brand by, by the end of the year here. And we're really excited about it. Are you looking into any airport locations? I could see this being a great item to take on a plane, in one of the cups or the boxes. Not a whole board, but, you know, <laughs> unless you're very hungry. I would love that. You know, I, I, I think that would be very interesting. We would have to tweak the model a little bit because um, just of, of, of the, the way that we've kind of built out the stores with efficiencies and all of that. But absolutely, I, mean, I, I think a store in, a, in an airport would do phenomenal and it would be great for, from a branding standpoint. But I also think a franchisee can make a lot of money doing it. So for sure. Oh, yeah. 
when you say that yet yeah, they require a small footprint, what size are you talking about approximately? <laughs> what size for the locations? Yeah, like the footprint. What you said it was a smaller footprint than Yeah, we're we're typically looking at about 750 to 1000 square feet is kind of the, the the sweet spot for us. We have a couple locations that are a little bit bigger than that that are looking at kind of more multi-unit development. But yeah, about 750 to 1000 square mm -hmm. feet. Really are and they all have a kitchen, like a cook, a kitchen where you can cook or mostly assemble. Yeah. I mean, the great thing about our business is there's not really much cooking. You know, we, we, we bake the bread and, you know, we, we do some cooking of ham, but other than that, it's really just uh, more of the assembly. So there's no, we don't need hoods or grills or grease traps or anything like that. So that's why I'm from an investment standpoint, it's much lower than if you were to open up a, a full-fledged restaurant because you don't have all the equipment that you would typically need for that. Right. And do you see the menu evolving as you grow? I mean, will you always be sticking mostly to charcuterie and picnic boxes or can you see it moving into other areas? I feel like it's going to stick with charcuterie for the main, you know, the main focus but we, we definitely are going to evolve in our menu. We, we do have specialty items that we put on our menu for different holidays, such as Mother's Day, Father's Day, Christmas. So we, we do have those items throughout the year. So the menu doesn't stay stagnant. But also the great thing about working as a franchise is you have hundreds and hundreds of creative people coming into this business. This is a creative business. I mean, building these boards, creating the, the food art that we create, all of the franchisees that come into this, everyone is going to just be exploding with ideas. And that is exciting to us because, you know, I, I am a huge believer in teamwork and, and I just, you know, I can't wait for everyone to come aboard. And we, through the franchising, through UFG, there is the ability for the franchisees to put in you know, different ideas that they have for Grace Craze, for the menu items, things like that. Of course, we will be, you know, we'll, we'll keep control over that, but we, we, we're waiting for those ideas because I just, I, I, I'm excited for that. And we definitely will take them into consideration and implement some of those ideas. So. Yeah. And just to kind of piggyback off of that, you know, we've been saying for the last 35 years here at United Franchise Group, we get most of our best ideas from the franchisees. And that's how we evolve as a, as a brand and as a company. And um, what we do is, is, is a, a good job of taking those ideas and being able to facilitate them for the rest of the franchisees. So we want, we want entrepreneurs in this business. We want people that are going to want to try out new things and, and try out different new practices and, and, and new ways to make money. And, you know, we, we welcome any ideas that the franchisees have and, that, that's how we evolve the business. This may sound like a really stupid question, but what do they do with the boards once they're finished with the charcuterie? Do they bring them back or are they recycled in any way? Or are they not, are they disposable? They're eco-friendly. I mean, they're, there's a wooden board and a lot of people use them for, I mean, you can use them for anything. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will use them for, you know, centerpieces in their, on their buffet, or they'll re, you know, refurbish them into something else, or they'll just keep it. And when they want to put together a quick charcuterie board at home with whatever's in their refrigerator, that they'll use that for, for that 
particular scenario. So, I mean, there's a, there's a hundreds of things you can do with the boards, but yes, they, they, they keep them. Yeah. And, and when we're working and, and we're working on a, a, a couple of, um, of ideas of actually having more of the kind of traditional cutting board or they're more of a solid board that you can be reused for other things. And that's something that we're working on and, and uh, you know, ourselves and Carrie and, and, mm-hmm. and the team have been vetting out vendors and vetting out different suppliers. And, you know, we're excited about rolling out a lot of different new ideas. And, 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 and Pat, you mentioned before, you know, the menu and different products. And I, I agree with Carrie, I don't think we'll ever stray from the charcuterie being the core of the business, but we're looking to add new products and things that complement the charcuterie. So we're looking at what we're, we're going to be adding beer and wine soon. You know, we're doing more of a uh, adding some some retail opportunities for the franchisees that will complement the boards that people may not you know that you you may not come to a grace craze to buy a bottle of wine, um, but you can add that to the to the charcuterie board that um, you're already buying, and so you don't have to stop at a liquor store or anything after that. You can just get it all at one stop. Well, I would definitely be the one to add one. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking about what's next, what are some of your other goals, you know, for both professionally and personally as we move through 2022? You could both uh, jump in here. <laughs> well, I would just say, you know, f- from a franchising standpoint, it's to, to grow the brand and it's to, as I mentioned before, just be the name brand associated with charcuterie because there, you know, there's there's a lot of people out there that offer charcuterie and typically they work from home or maybe you can get a, a cheap uh, charcuterie board like at a, a grocery store or something like that. But, you know, we think there's a massive opportunity to be the name brand for charcuterie. So our goal is to grow the brand, make sure our franchisees are as, as successful as possible and really being a, 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 a national name and also international name, you know, in the years to come too. So, uh, for, for us, we're at United Franchise Group. We're in 80 countries with all of our brands um, that we have here. Grace Craze is the ninth one. So we have a lot of experience growing brands nationally, but also internationally as well. So that's certainly something that's going to be on the horizon in the near future. Do you want to add anything to that, Carrie? Um, I, I, I piggyback off off Brady with, with that. I mean, the, for United Franchise Group, the franchising side, and for me too, I mean, the creating this brand and, and seeing where it is today is absolutely, you know, it it's everyone's goal is to be, you know, when you create something, you want it to grow. And for me, this is very surreal. I, I expected it to be amazing, but I didn't expect it to be so fast growing. And, and I'm just, I feel blessed for that. I feel, I love working with United Franchise Group, we're a great team. We, we say all the time, you know, United Franchise Group is experts in, in, in creating franchises and, and making, cr- making their franchisees successful. And, and I'm, you know, an expert in, in Grace Craze Charcuterie. So we're, we're a perfect match and a perfect team. And, and that's why we are where we are today. And it's just, it's, it's great experience all around for everybody. Kerry and Brady, thanks so much for educating us about charcuterie and Gray's craze. Please join us next time as we explore more menu trends with chefs and operators. You can listen to this episode of Menu Feed and past episodes on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Music.